I'm Kate Daniels, and we're going to now focus on the practical, which in this case is Medicare. The annual enrollment period is nearing its conclusion, and Jay is here to both remind us of this fact, but also touch on some key areas because education is empowerment. J.O. is an expert in this area, and because it is quite complex, having the expert provide guidance is only going to make things easier for us. So let's maximize your Medicare and meet J.O. J.O., good morning. It is so great to connect with you once again. Kate, thank you so much for inviting me back. You know, the thing is, It's such critical information that we have a chance to talk about and having this opportunity with your expertise to really share this information with our listeners, whether it's for themselves or family members or friends. It's really critical to talk about Medicare, which is uh, in the enrollment period, which is fast winding down at this point, right? You're exactly right, Kate. We're in this period called the annual election period. It started on October 15th. It will end on December 7th. And during this period, persons who are our current policyholders of either Medicare Advantage or prescription drug plans, otherwise known as Part D, they have the unrestricted right to make changes as many times as they would like. And the last plan that they choose will be the one in effect beginning on January 1st, 2020. So this is it. They may have procrastinated uh, or perhaps, you know, things come up and we just, it slips our mind, even though it's so critically important. So get to it as, as quickly as possible because December 7th, it's probably midnight and, and that'll be it. And that'll be it. And it is always difficult because as many people know, Thanksgiving, very important national holiday around the country. And so really, we lose a number of days around that period. So the practical reality is we only really have about a week or so to go. Yes. So really, uh, highly prioritize that. Check with family members because if they are needing to re-enroll or re-elect this, uh, perhaps, again, they, for whatever reason, uh, they space out on it and it's, it's going to make the world of difference for this coming year in 2020. It is absolutely. I can't stress this enough. And it is one of the large parts, one of the large themes that I make in Maximize Your Medicare, the new edition, which will appear in January of 2020. And it has always been the case that updating the plan, your plan is in everyone's best interest in the sense that you can get better benefits or most efficient benefits for your dollar, whether that be by your lowering your prescription cost, whether that means you're lowering your cost out of pocket expenses for, for healthcare services. The plans have become more complicated in the sense that it's be, that has worked in the consumer's favor in large part because the competition amongst the carriers, the insurance companies, is so fierce that you can see it, for example, in King County there in, in Washington, 41 Medicare Advantage plans available, 28 standalone prescription plans available. And the everyday analogy I try to use, Kate, is to say, look, we don't stay with our 2016 
Camry knowing that a 2020 model year is out and available for sale. You at least check to make sure that, you know, that the model that you have is most up to date. You know, there's competition from the other car makers. Well, in the same way, consumers of Medicare products, whether that be policies, Medicare Advantage, standalone prescription plans, as well as Medigap plans, would be wise to check so they can get the most for their money. So the thing is, on the what's positive is that there's all this competition, all this opportunity for making choices that some are going to be in our best interest. But the downside is there are so many choices that I can see that that might overwhelm us. It can be. And so inside the book, and while not a, it cannot address every person's individual situation, I do try to provide some goalposts, and if you'll allow just a couple of moments, for example, in Medicare Advantage, it is vital. It is vital to understand the way that networks work, that your doctors, your hospitals, your durable medical equipment providers are inside the network. By far, this is the way to minimize your out-of-pocket costs. And the thing that makes it challenging is the fact that the identification, the networks change, and they change year to year. Now, this is becoming more complicated because in addition to it changing, for example, in the standalone prescription plans, otherwise known as Part D, what we've had over the last couple of years are many more plans. In addition to that, we have merger and acquisition on the insurance company side. So what you have is pharmacies kind of teaming up with plans. So the idea of preferred pharmacies, in other words, to lower your prescription drug costs, it is very important to kind of use the preferred pharmacies for your particular plan, whether that be your standalone prescription plan, whether that be a Medicare Advantage plan. These things are changing. And so the identity of where to get the best bang for your buck has also changed. And this is discomforting. I can understand, you know, people don't like to change. It's convenient to put it into your bottom drawer and leave it there. But the reality is, the market reality is you'll be very likely sacrificing benefits or money or both. Yes, and so that's where I think that there is that that struggle. We know how critical it is, and yet we feel that maybe uh, it, it's just so much information, and I'm so confused. So that's where you come in. That's where the book, Maximize Your Medicare, all of that uh, is, is going to be so helpful to us. So you yourself, even though you're not located in our area, uh, with our connections uh, via computer, via phone, you are available to consult with and work with people here, aren't you? And the initial contact, Kate, is that people can go to the website for the book, which is MaximizeYourMedicare.com, not coincidentally. <laughs> and there is a section there where it's just called Ask Jay. And you can send in your first questions. There's no charge for this in the sense that 
if we think that there is going to be a substantial amount of legwork and vetting of a very complicated situation, we would tell it to you in advance. But in most instances, that is not required. So that's why I would encourage, especially those persons who, for example, have limited financial resources. You know, we always waive any professional fees for anyone, for example, if they're on Medicaid, a very underserved population that that these extra benefits that do exist, that are available, are vital. The extra dollars, meaning groceries and things they need for everyday living. And to those, to that set of persons, we will always waive our fees. And that uh, is just, uh, it's a blessing. I mean, to think about uh, having that opportunity where we are challenged financially, that you have that available to people, I think, is is just a, a huge gift. I think that what people misunderstand, generally speaking, is, and I can understand that it's easy to try to conclude that the insurance company is not trying to pay you, that persons who are financial people like myself are there just to serve ourselves. But the practical reality is, you know, we have severe limits on ourselves. In other words, I've got all these little letters after my name and other types of certifications and permissions that make that almost impossible. And I'm not saying that doesn't happen in isolated instances, but what I tell consumers around the country, and thank you so much, Kate, for supporting this conversation, which is that almost irrespective of where I speak, it is the same thing, that it's not so strong that the upside, the benefit the listener can have by looking through the options will benefit you. So as a result, I strongly encourage, even though can be painful, I can understand that I'm sympathetic to that. It's confusing and overwhelming. You rightly called it overwhelming. Despite that, the benefit is so important on the topic number one for someone's retirement. Absolutely, healthcare and the cost of healthcare if you're not correctly insured, not correctly configured, can be devastating and we don't hope that for anyone, irrespective of your net worth, irrespective of your health situation. Exactly. And as you said, there's just so much going on. It is really so complex. So we don't have to know all of this. We have the book. We have your expertise to look to to guide us along to make this critically important decision. I think that a couple of other things are out there which are very popular. I know the topic, for example, if you go to any McDonald's and you go to listen in on it, you can just hear the conversations. It's senior coffee day and people have gathered around a table. This topic usually arises and I think it's one very important thing to keep in mind is it's more important to understand that the topic is there It's also quite important to not particularly try to attach your friend's situation to yours. They don't have the same background. They don't have the same DNA. They don't have the same prescriptions. They don't have the same doctors. So the idea that 
well, it worked in my friend's situation. It'll work in mine optimally. Just cannot, you know, practically, if people just apply their common sense, then they can understand that, well, I have a different set of circumstances. And even my sister, my twin sister, my cloned brother, for example, my best friend, what is best for them may not be the best for you. And as a result, it actually has to be done individual by individual. And there's really no shortcut to that. And in some parts, like you were saying, Jay, with the Part D, it changes and we make the changes annually. We may decide not to change it, but that option is there. So that's why every year we do need to take a look at this. And it's expensive. This is not a this is not a trivial number of dollars here. For example, we make recommendations to persons around the country. It is common. It is very common to say, well, if you stay with your existing plan and if you do not change to another plan, then you're going to be paying somewhere upwards $500 plus or more per year, even if your prescriptions haven't changed. This is entirely possible. And I wouldn't say it's every case, but it's enough cases that it's absolutely worth it. I, obviously, I don't have to tell persons in the age division that getting $500 is a valuable, irrespective of your net worth, whether or not you're very wealthy or whether you're living only on your Social Security check. Nobody wants to be paying an extra $500 a year when the ability to change is unrestricted. Exactly. So that part that option, the ability to change, that this is the time for that. We we need to really be conscious of that. And it ends December 7th. So uh, time is now really at a premium. We need to be very conscious. And, uh, you know, maybe we've already made that selection, but if not, get right on it. I would like to add one other thing here. For those persons on Medicare Advantage, as I said, 41, just for example, in King County, 41 Medicare Advantage plans are available. That if you have, are an existing Medicare Advantage policyholder, you do get a second bite of this apple, which is that again, during the, the first quarter of next year, it runs from January 1st through March 31st. There is a one-time option to change Medicare Advantage plans or go back to original Medicare. So again, it's kind of why this period is very important. There are persons in your listening audience, in every listening audience, that only have the red, white, and blue card, which is the federal, federally issued card, without any a Medicare Advantage plan, for example, or a standalone prescription plan. What I tell persons is that if you are procrastinating, if you have procrastinated to this point and you are only on a red, white, and blue card, the federal original Medicare card, and you have no Medigap, you have no standalone prescription plan, I definitely suggest to people that they select a Medicare Advantage plan so that they can access this second 
bite of the apple that I just mentioned, because it is only available to those who are currently enrolled in a Medicare Advantage plan. So tough stuff. I do recognize that this sounds confusing and that it can be very, very challenging. But again, well worth the effort, given the fact it's on a topic this critical, both from a health perspective as well as from a financial one. Yes, can't underscore that piece of it sufficiently. And and to say, uh, with your expertise, Jay, you know, I, it's mind-boggling to me, you know, how you immerse yourself in it. But I really get that this is something that you kind of live and breathe. It's second nature to you. Somehow you have a passion about it, don't you? I think what is large, you know, the bigger picture here is that people, generally speaking, don't understand the difference between health insurance and health care, Kate, meaning that you know, a healthcare professional is dealing with your body and what is good for your nutrition, your you know health history, your family background. My late father was a medical doctor, a physician. He was an expert in healthcare. What I'm talking about here is as actually something quite separate, which is health insurance, which is a financial contract. It has terms. It has conditions. It has benefits that you receive if you have certain situations. It's my analysis there. And this disconnect is so basic that even that people will say anecdotally, people will say, well, I don't understand how health insurance work. I'm going to ask my physician. (laughs) And you can see how different it is. Meaning, and, and the analogy, the everyday and maybe, you know, childish and childlike analogy I would draw is this is like asking your auto mechanic for which auto stock to buy. You know, they share in common some analysis of what car is nice, but their actual decision making and their expertise, their areas of expertise are quite, quite different. And from there, and from there, you then begin. Then once once I've established this, and it is right there at the beginning of Maximize Your Medicare to try to explain this difference and just to change the entire conversation because it's so important to have that first part right So because you can see all of the different types of misinformation, misunderstanding, miscommunication, and then the consumer fatigue and, you know, sar- not sarcasm, but the, you know, the idea that, well, someone is trying to rip me off or somebody's trying to tell me wrongly, you know, not likely is the candid reality, Kate. The carriers in this instance are heavily regulated, as am I. You can hear me today, for example. You've never heard me spoken. We've spoken a few times now. You've never heard me mention the name of a single carrier. There's a reason for that. You know, I won't name a, I won't suggest a carrier, certainly not here in public, where this information is free and information only. So you won't hear me endorsing a particular carrier, a particular plan in an area. Uh, to that degree, you know, I'm careful, as well as the insurance, the insurance companies, doubly careful, because you know they answer to the federal government. These types of misgivings, these kinds of doubts, you know, I'm trying, I wrote Maximize Your Medicare to try to 
kind of disarm, try to say, look, I can understand it's confusing, but that's because the issue is complicated. Not usually because your doctor's trying to misinform you, because the insurance company's trying to misinform you, because your agent is trying to misinform you. Those are not usually in the vast majority of cases, that is usually not the case. And so I think what we can do, at least, you know, if we're feeling skeptical, check it out and see. I mean, there's so much information both on the website and with your book. As you said, there's that uh, no coincidence connection uh, in in terms of MaximizeYourMedicare.com for the internet, for the book. Of course, it's just that title. And and we can see there's this wealth of information and and we can be informed and empowered uh, and then again, uh, make that call. Those We can pose the questions online to you and, and uh, have that important resource and that answer. The beauty, the enormous satisfaction rate by Medicare enrollees is really due to a couple of things. And the first, and I can't stress this enough, for those persons who are considering retirement in the near future, for those persons who are entering the Medicare eligibility age, meaning 65 for most persons, that the options that the consumer has are enormously in favor of the buyer, the consumer. Now, the rules are complicated. The rules of enrollment are complicated. There are complicated deadlines. There are complicated penalties that may exist. And that said, once those hurdles are overcome, what actually results is tremendous, tremendous numbers of options. And it does not matter what your health history was. It does not matter what your net worth is. It, in other words, you get the same access to the same plans when you become first eligible. So I can't stress enough, especially at this first period, when you are turning first turning 65, first enrolling in Medicare, that it's important to correctly, thoroughly think through your rights and options at that point. Now, that all said, I don't want to leave it with the your you or your listening audience that it ends there, which is, as I've mentioned, the market changes, the world changes, the backdrop changes, and it's people go, it's a sigh of relief. I got through enrollment. I don't have any penalties, etc. But the reality is, is that because of the market changes, that you do have to check on an ongoing basis. I'd love to tell you that you know you you could just have one plan for 30 years and live to 95 or 100. That's not actually what's going to happen. I can't can't be optimistic that that one plan will be will suit you for 30 years. And so, um, maximize your Medicare is there to set to talk about that, which is just to say, look, be open minded to the idea that the bat, the things you don't control are also changing, and we must adjust. And one thing that you just did touch on that really was an eye-opener to me in our earlier conversation back in October, 
is that, you know, with, with a large percentage of the population turning 65, that is a very critical number. We must enroll in Medicare at that age, even though we're going to continue working, correct? Well, it varies substantially, and now it becomes more complicated. I spend a fair amount of time in Maximize Your Medicare devoted to the persons who were working beyond 65. So, you know, in the interest of time, it, it would be too complicated. But basically, it, you do need to know what your employer's rules look like. For some persons, they can stay on their employer plan and they can delay enrollment in Medicare. For other persons, it's not advisable. So it becomes complicated, and it's getting more complicated, Kate, uh, as the world is, because what we have now is that full retirement age under Social Security now exceeds 65, so people are naturally working beyond 65. And 65 is the new 45, so people work longer, whether that be for their own personal motivations as well. So now all of a sudden we've got a number of moving factors. We're not even talking about the fact that a 65-year-old person is married to a 63-year-old spouse. And now what does the household do? So you can see the number of ingredients in this minestrone soup of Medicare you know, is complicated right. for sure. Yes. And so – that just now even underscores more greatly how important it is to become informed, to know what resources we have at our disposal. And you, again, are such a wealth of information. People, we all have choice, but uh, I feel really strongly about bringing forward good information and, and letting people then, you know, check it out for themselves. So this has been always just such an important conversation because you're so articulate, Jay, and so informed. So you bring us great value in in that sense. And today, of course, is, is really about making sure that those of us who may are enrolled, whatever age in Medicare, that this is the... in. Um, not in, yes, the annual, annual election period is right. Right. Yes. right. right. And we want to make sure to pay attention to that. And the last thing I would say here, Kate, is there are more resources out there. There is a Facebook group. It is a closed group. People have to apply. They'll be accepted. We're, I, I'm making comments. We're making comments about all of the different fragments of information that come from the media. And we're part of the media. We're talking on, in, in the media that sometimes the information are, is given, but it's half it's not the complete answer. And sometimes there are omissions. And I can, I'm sensitive to the fact, I recognize the fact that people, every listeners, everyday people who are not focused on Medicare day to day can just gloss over things and gloss over them. It seems right. It looks right. But it may not be the complete story. So I've used Facebook to create this closed group under Maximize Your Medicare, which allows me to comment to say, yes, this is true in part, but sometimes there can be errors for, for whatever set of reasons. And the last thing is we do live in this era, era where video exists and you know 
against my better judgment, you know, I've got this nasal Midwest voice. I've got a face for radio, but there is a YouTube channel, uh, Maximize Your Medicare. And obviously it is free. I encourage people to subscribe just to get a feel for the book, what the messages to help people, you know, get comfortable with the ideas that I'm bringing forward in the book that you do have to be understanding that there are very valuable things that people can get from Medicare and that they should be flexible about making changes and because that would benefit them ultimately. Indeed. Well, once again, this has just been so great, so informative, and I am so grateful for your work and your passion, your dedication to this, J.O., and refer people again to Maximize Your Medicare. Kate, I can't thank you enough. You know, I've had this message and this information for a long period, but communication is always a two-way street. And the fact that you've been so welcoming is greatly appreciated. It's been my privilege. Thank you again.